0: Well, hello, Friday. So excited. It's finally starting to feel like spring out here in New York. Welcome to episode 15 of Life in a Leo. I'm your host, Rebecca Dengrove. This week, I got a chance to talk to the amazing Emily Chan in Singapore, the creator of the Flip, Flip Fly Tumble YouTube channel. You can also find her on Instagram with the same name. She creates brilliant videos that highlight how elite judging works. She has some that focus on D-score and others showing the E-score. They're really fun to watch, so make sure to check those out. She also cuts floor music and you can listen to those on her channel as well. After you listen to the podcast, make sure to check out my blog on Leotard.com, The Post with Emily, to learn more about all the awesome stuff she does. Now, here's the show. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Rebecca Degro here with Life and Leo, and today I'm talking to Emily Chan in Singapore. Emily, how are
1: you doing today? I'm
2: good, thank you.
1: I wanted to start by just asking, how did you get into the sport of gymnastics? And can you just give us some background on
0: what your career path through the sport has been like? Uh,
2: Well, my parents put me in gymnastics because I was born in the U.S. and they just wanted me to try different sports and stuff. And yeah, so I started when I was three years old. Oh, wow. And Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then when I moved to Singapore, I I started out in this gym with my cousins. And yeah, we all just really liked the sport. And I was the only one who kept up with it. I did it for about 13 years, I think. Awesome. Yeah, I made it to elite in Singapore. So basically the highest level. How
1: old were you when you moved to Singapore?
2: I was seven. Oh,
1: wow. So where in the States did you start doing gymnastics? Um, I was in California. Terrific. And then how big is gymnastics in Singapore?
2: It's really not that big. (laughs) There are only a few gyms and even fewer that do competitive gymnastics. Okay. So
1: how does, you know, like in the U.S., for younger athletes, there's a very structured program with compulsory routines and then you progress into optional and all of it's supposed to build the fundamentals to, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to perform at the elite level to build that foundation. What is the program like and how do you become an elite gymnast in Singapore?
2: Well, usually girls will start in a club or at school and then For us, our national team is centralized because Singapore is so small. Mm -hmm. You can like drive from one end to the other in an hour. Wow. So like everyone lives here and then they train at the centralized training area. Um, the Singapore gymnastics will like recruit people from schools and clubs every once in a while and they'll have trials for that. So if they get selected, they will train at the national training center from when they're quite young like maybe nine yeah so they'll have all the coaches there to do the program we have our own national program but it's really like not very good not very well structured with the competition routines Got but um, there are people working on that, and we're making a lot of changes. Yeah, there oh. are also some um, some girls who they will just stay at the club and train until they get much older, and then they will go represent Singapore in like while training at club. But that's quite rare. Okay. Because usually they'll have to train at the centralized training.
0: Gotcha.
1: How long did you compete as an elite gymnast?
2: Um, I think I turned elite at, when I was 15 until 14 or 15, and then up until I was 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was 16, I had an ankle injury that was pretty bad, so I had to stop training intensively from then on Gotcha And was that from doing gymnastics? Um, It's partially The doctor said that my bone had a lack of oxygen so the cartilage and bone started to die off Oh no Yeah, once that happens it's really hard to heal and go back so I've had three
1: surgeries for that (laughs) Oh my goodness. Is that yeah. the surgery you were posting about recently?
2: Yeah, I just had my third one last week. Oh
1: wow. And what are you, they hoping to fix?
2: For this one, they removed the screws that they put in previously and he also removed a lot of scar tissue and bone spurs that was bothering me.
1: Oh my goodness. So
2: hopefully that will like clear up this, the pain and everything.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. I sure hope so. Do you do a lot of physical therapy after
2: you have surgery and stuff? Previously, I did, yes, but it can't really help my injury that much, so Mm -hmm. I stopped going, but after surgery, I'll need to go for a few sessions, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But it's feeling much better. Oh, that's good. (laughs) One of the
1: other things that I know about you is that you're one of the youngest F.I.G. judges in the in the world. Yeah, I think I'm the youngest. Wow, how did you? What is that process like, and how did you get? Did you get invited, or how does that work?
2: Um, so to be to go for the F.I.G. course, you have to be the highest national level, like national judge level in your country. Yeah, I was um, the highest Singapore level judge. When I was 17, I did all the courses and stuff, and I judged a lot of our national competitions. And then, uh, since I'm a U.S. citizen, so I had to do the course under USAG. Okay. Yeah, so I actually had to email them personally to ask if they would help me sign up since I live here. SG um, Singapore Gymnastics couldn't send me, and I really wanted to go try because, yeah, I was already at the highest level here, so I wanted to develop further. So yeah, I emailed USA Gymnastics, and I just explained that I live here, and I already reached the highest national level, and then so they helped me sign up. And I went to the course in Canberra, Australia. Wow. When did you do that? I did that last year in February. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's it's awesome. A five day course, including the exam, and the exam is pretty intensive.
1: Uh huh. Is it a combination of video and written?
2: Yeah, mostly you have to judge from videos, and then you pretty much have to like memorize the whole code of points. Mm-hmm. to do the exam yeah I did a lot of preparation at home like with my other judge friends who would judge videos from YouTube cool
1: and how since you've achieved that rating have you been at any international competitions or have you been able to do anything judge anything different than you were judging previously
2: Yeah, so now I'm able to judge any FIG competition. Since I don't live in the US, I don't really go to international comps. The biggest one, the only FIG official event I've done is our Singapore Open Championships, where we like invite different countries to come. It's like the FIG level. Gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty small compared to other... FIG meets. Uh-huh. That was my first <laughs> time.
1: That's awesome. And how many other FIG judges are in Singapore?
2: I think we have 10 to 12 others. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's quite a lot for a small country. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then what is...
1: I guess you've had a little bit of experience doing gymnastics in the U.S. And... Through your videos and judging and stuff, it seems like you're very familiar with how USAG runs structures, gymnastics yeah. in the U.S. How does, I mean, I guess you talked about it a little bit. In Singapore, at what age do kids start to compete? And what is the structure like there a little bit as you progress through the sport?
2: Hmm. So in Singapore, we have our own Singapore levels. And a large majority of clubs also use the Australian system. Okay. Yeah. So for our Singapore system, maybe you'll start at like eight, seven, eight. Got it. A lot okay. of international schools and clubs uh, do Australian levels. So I also judge Australian. Okay. So cool. yeah, they have the level one to ten thing. Okay. And do you guys compete
1: a lot? outside of the country or most of the competitions held within Singapore?
2: Um, for my club, we had a lot of international meets. I went to Philippines and Wales before. Wow. Yeah, for competitions.
1: Australia as well. Uh-huh. Where was your favorite place to compete?
2: I really like going to Wales with uh-huh. my team. It wasn't an actual competition. It was more like a friendly meet but it was really fun because I got to train with the national team or the Welsh oh, team that's awesome. yeah so one of the
1: things that I always like to ask is do you have a lucky leotard or a leotard that was the most memorable through your career as a gymnast
2: the ones that mean the most to me are the ones that I kind of earn because a lot of companies approach me to help design for them and stuff and they used to give me leotards to for my training in in return so it feels like I earned those leos so I really like those ones
1: oh awesome can you describe one of them to us
2: well a lot of them are blue because that's my favorite color (laughs) (laughs) nice you
1: now are in school as a graphic designer or are you working as a graphic
2: designer Yeah, it's kind of both. I'm going to school and then outside I do freelancing Okay. whenever a job pops up.
1: Did you get the desire to go into graphic design because of the work you had done previously designing leotards? Or do you think that you always liked art and design and things like that, and so the two just sort of happened to coincide?
2: It's a little bit of both, actually. Since I was a kid, I always loved to draw and paint, stuff like that. And then I kind of lost touch with that. But then when I started my gym account, the Tumble, and I started doing all the gym drawings and photo edits, video edits, and then I got interested again, and I decided to pursue it for my diploma. Oh, that's awesome. So, what
1: kind of things as a graphic designer are you having to study and learn that?
2: A lot um, of the stuff yeah. that I do is like branding and advertising.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, that's my
1: major right now.
2: Okay. Are there
1: things that you're learning that you didn't expect you'd
2: be learning? Um, I just learn a lot more about the industry in the working uh-huh. world.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want to stay in Singapore? I'm not sure. I think I'm <laughs>
2: hoping to move back to the US in the future. I don't know when that'll be. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm hoping that I'll be able to be more involved in judging there next time. Gotcha. Maybe that'll be a long time, but I don't know. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> well, you're still
1: very young. You're yeah. uh, like 18 yeah i'm 18 yeah (laughs) so in the u.s i mean most people are just starting college at 18 so i think you're pretty far ahead of the curve (laughs) (laughs) going back to judging a little bit what is your favorite event to judge
2: Mm, i really love judging beam or floor but i think and how come well beam is kind of slower and easier to judge (laughs) (laughs) yeah but floor I like watching the dance Uh uh-huh what was
1: your best event
2: Mm, I was best at floor I think
1: Uh uh-huh do you have like a favorite skill that you loved to do or that just really challenged you and when you finally figured it out you felt super accomplished
2: I think either Double twists on floor forwards, because I really uh-huh. love front tumbling. <laughs> uh huh. And the hardest skill to learn for me was release moves on bars, Ganger and Jaeger. So when I got those, uh-huh. I was like really happy. <laughs> that's awesome. I never really oh, cool. thought I could ever do these big skills, so it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: really cool. <laughs> I think one of the things that you do that's super cool is you've created a YouTube channel where you've edited routines, but you've also shown insight into how elite judges view the routines and where things are being deducted. How did you get into that? and How long has it taken you to sort of develop that channel? Hmm,
2: I think I started doing it while I was studying for the course or after I did it because yeah it was kind of part of my practice and then Uh one day I was I had no idea for a video to post and I thought it could be interesting if I showed people how judges script like writing those symbols on the paper when a judge that looks like hieroglyphics to a lot of people <laughs> so yeah, I just did that. I filmed myself writing it, and yeah, I think that video got quite popular because no one really saw a video like that before. Right. So I think people became more interested, so I created more types of that video. Like I did D score, and now I do E score as well. Yeah. So it kind of gives everyone. More insight on how the sport is judged because a lot of people don't know.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I love those videos. I think the well, the one you do with Morgan Hurd where she's doing the routine and you're scripting underneath yeah. is awesome. <laughs> I think that's such a beautiful video, and it it's so artistic. And then the when you speed up the animation to show you know the addition and the connections and the <laughs> bonus and all that stuff, I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think. A lot of people have asked me, like, oh, why do you post that? Isn't it supposed to be a secret? Well, it's not really supposed to be a secret because the gymnasts and everyone watching should know how it's scored. It's not just a number that judges make up. Right. (laughs) There's an actual code, so I'm just showing what's on the code.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's almost even more of a service to the athletes to see then if they go back and watch the video and actually see... In real time, you know, as they're doing this, the event and what you're taking, it just probably helps make a lot more sense for them as well.
2: Yeah, I think Morgan actually saw
1: that video. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like the one, I think you recently posted one of a Chinese gymnast. And the way you pop up the connection value bonus yeah. and the requirements and then they swipe away and it shows the connection require or the the requirements that they're getting credit for and things that they're not i, yeah. I like i really like the way that one laid out too i thought that was really informative and wish you know almost like the tv producers could have something like that <laughs> happening yeah, that would be
2: cool <laughs> yeah, yeah for that one i usually at first i did just routines that were perfect and had all the requirements and stuff but i thought it would be more interesting and informative to like sometimes show the not so good routines Mm -hmm. to see why judges don't credit stuff right
1: yeah I think all of it's I mean good and bad I think it's all just really informative and people the judging side of the sport is such a mystery to so many people so I think it brings a lot of value to the community yeah that's cool how often
2: do you try to create new posts like that I try to do it often, but it kind of takes a lot of time, especially the ones with all the graphics. Mm-hmm. I mean, the scripting one, I can just set up a camera <laughs> and write. But for the ones with the graphics, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, if I see a video that I think people will want to know how it was scored, then I will try and make a video on it. Well, sometimes I get requests in the comments and stuff. Uh-huh.
1: Well, I know Pac Rims are coming up this weekend. Are you going to be able to watch that? Hopefully, yeah. I think USAG is going to post videos. Who are you looking forward to seeing compete the
2: most? Um, I know a lot of new U.S. juniors are going to be competing, so yeah. I'm excited to see that. Also, Morgan Hurd, world champion, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll be exciting.
2: Yeah, and the Australian team as well.
1: Uh-huh. Do you know all the girls that are
2: competing for Australia right now? <laughs> uh, I think I know one girl called Talia. I'm not sure about okay. the rest. Oh, also, I think Brooklyn Morris is competing. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, she has a beautiful floor team. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just her, I mean, her elegance on everything is so above most of the athletes out yeah. there. It's really fun to watch her. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have this a really diverse background here in the sport. What is your most memorable gymnastics moment so far? I think when I
2: was competing, just being able to reach the elite level in Singapore and compete among the national team girls because I was only a club gymnast. I didn't train with the national team because I'm a U.S. Uh citizen. So uh, I was really happy that I made it all the way. I didn't give up or quit. So that was a big achievement to reach elite level. That's awesome. Well, of course, becoming a FIG judge. Uh Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. And what are your goals going forward with the sport? I've been getting into coaching. I quite enjoy coaching kids. Yeah, so I've Uh been learning how to do that. And I would love to judge more international meets in the future. I guess maybe World Cup or World Championships when I'm older, I guess. (laughs) That would be
1: amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You have this really diverse experience. Do you have advice for young athletes in the sport and maybe how they can approach things and just any thoughts you might want to share with them? Mm, I
2: think if they have the passion Just work hard at what they're doing, even Mm -hmm. through the hard days, because it's really rewarding. Maybe, well, I was a gymnast who was always injured, so it was quite tough sometimes. But I mean, being injured, it enabled me to learn different things that I wouldn't have learned if I wasn't injured. Like, when I injured my ankle, I learned a lot of new skills on bars and mm-hmm. a lot of unique beam skills that don't require mm-hmm. impact or jumping. So being injured wasn't necessarily a huge curse because there are a lot of other things you can do even though you're injured. Mm-hmm. What are one of the skills you learned on beam? Um, I learned the jump to split mount, the one where you jump without hands, and then you do slum. Yeah, so that doesn't hurt my ankle, so I worked on that for a long time. And what's the value of that element?
1: Mm, That's a C. Nice. Oh, very cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are some of your favorite things to do outside of the gym? I mean... I I imagine most of the people that listen to this show have never been to Singapore before. So maybe you can just give us a little insight into what Singapore is like as a country.
2: Hmm. Well, Singapore is really near the equator, so we don't have seasons at all. It's always sunny or rainy Uh (laughs) yeah, and really hot. And humid or is it dry?
1: Oh, super humid. Super humid.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. So training in the gym, you're also sweaty all the time. <laughs> um. Outside of gymnastics, I do quite a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I really like gaming, playing computer games. Uh
1: huh.
2: And I also What's play your favorite the piano. Game? Oh, um, uh, I play a lot of first-person shooters like counter-strike overwatch and fortnite has become a really big thing so i've been playing that (laughs) (laughs)
1: and piano you said
2: yeah piano
1: wow how long have you played
2: piano since i was seven i think but then i lost touch with it for about four years and then i recently started a few months ago again oh that's awesome i always wanted to learn how to play piano
1: And when I was little, the piano teacher said my hands were too small. So I ended up learning clarinet, which I love playing clarinet too. But the piano is just like, I think it's such a beautiful instrument. It always has fascinated me. And the idea of playing melody and harmony together is like such an incredible skill that I don't know. I just, I love the piano. (laughs) It's never too late. (laughs) True, true. The last question I have for you is, what does life in a Leo mean to you?
2: Uh, I think to me it means all the dedication and the hours that the gymnasts put into the gym. Like, a lot of really athletes train, like, 30-plus hours a week. And, yeah, that takes a lot of dedication and passion.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Emily, it's been really wonderful
0: getting to chat with you today. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Hope you guys liked that. Don't forget, you can comment on our blog at leotard.com, or you can message me, Rebecca, at leotard.com, to let us know what you think and ideas you have for future episodes. Did you guys get a chance to watch NCAA championships this past weekend? What an amazing competition. I'm still feeling so inspired. Congrats to all the athletes that went out there and competed. And congrats to the UCLA gymnastics team on winning their seventh NCAA title. Way to go, Bruins. Good luck to everyone competing this weekend. And if you aren't competing and you're still just training, keep up the great work. One of the things my coach used to say is practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect so don't forget to point your toes. Hope you all have a great weekend.